in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top 10. Take it away, boys. everyone welcome to another brand new episode of topic thunder here from the top 10 show i am john roca i am matt nost and this is a show uh that we do for our patrons they send in the questions whatever they'd like us to answer at a special email address provided over at patreon.com forward slash the top 10 uh with the number 10 and please join us over there if you'd like to be a part of this show we don't know what it is before we get it they send it we read it, we answer. Uh, it's a crapshoot that usually ends up in their favor week in, week out, because we get stumped quite a bit by excellent questions and topics. I'm looking forward to it. You ready to roll? You're yeah, let's on my do screen. this thing. If you're $5 and above, that's how you can send in these things when you join our Patreon. For those of you who are watching who are not patrons, if you're $5 and above, love, we get to send in uh, your questions, and we will answer them on an upcoming show on Topic Thunder for sure. Uh, all right, yeah, I think it's your turn to start, right? Uh, okay, no yeah. idea. Okay. Um, this is from, as you meant, Fred Castillo, or as you mentioned, rather. Hello, John and Matt. Thanks for the hard work you guys put out for our entertainment. It's a wonderful break from reality, and I appreciate it. Here is my question. Are you guys, are you car guys or truck guys? <laughs> also, what was your dream car growing up, and is it still in your wish list? And what is your dream car now? Thanks for taking my email, and I'll be listening. That sounds oh, ominous. Yeah, it sounds like a threat. Jesus. What if is he I'm getting piped in on both our live feeds right now somehow? <laughs> what if I'm a moped guy? Am I going to get beat up by you, man? Um, yeah, what do you well, think there, Matt? Are you? Are bro, you... no. I, I read the question, so you got to answer first, bro. <laughs> bro. Car guy or truck guy? That's a real tough question because I see the value in both. I don't yeah. know if I'm one or the other, but I obviously there's way more innovation in cars than there are in trucks. But... I will say, dude, I do love a good Dodge Ram 1500. There's something about that fucking front of that truck that looks like it's going to punch you in the face every time you walk past it. And I like that vibe of that truck. I like the energy of that truck. But there's okay. not a lot of trucks that I feel that way about. Not really many, hardly any besides the Dodge Ram 1500. That being said, on the car side, I do enjoy cars. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Bugatti. Ever since I saw those cars on Roger Mayweather's... Um, you know, a 24 seven stuff. I've been in love with that car. I know it gets like six miles to the gallon, but it's a yeah. fucking beautiful car. 1.5 million. Uh, and it's got great design to it. Uh, and I love the old school muscle cars, the chargers, the, um, the Mustangs, the old school, like hardcore Haas, the dusters. Those are great fucking cars, old school cars. Nowadays, you don't really have that kind of vibe to them, but you can always appreciate a beautiful car when you see it, especially in a bond movie and shit. What yeah. about you? Um, oh, am I frozen again? God damn it. Hold on. I'll be right back. All right. Uh, see, I like trucks as a work vehicle. I have a truck. I got a old ass 2004 Ford Ranger is we pay nothing on the insurance and uh, we own it outright. 
and just use it for jobs every once again. So I love a truck for that because I can just throw what it did. It has somebody scraped it down the side and just uh, like with their bumper. They didn't dent it. They just took off like a three foot section of paint. <laughs> it's it's like a cheese grater. Just perfectly took off. Don't care. At some point uh, where the gate comes down top right above the right tail light, it got dented in with like it looks like a fist made of golf balls. And just, just like one big golf ball, and just like bing, perfect. Uh, don't give a shit. Uh, talking about like I, I have a truck. I have my car, but I also oh, have yeah. a truck. Right. But it's an old. Now it's seventeen years old. It's like I. That's what I love about it. Mm-hmm. You can just beat the crap out of it. That's what I like about a truck. Yeah. It's like I don't give a shit. Although I did at one point, uh, I thought about trying to put a Tesla battery in an old like fifties or sixties truck. Oh, okay. I love the look of those. And if they're just, I mean, those things just shoot gas out the back to push it forward. That's how inefficient it is. It doesn't even burn it. it just yeah. uses the pressure of firing it at the ground because I think it gets like a mile and a half to the gallon. <laughs> uh, so if you could swap that out, but yeah, I'm more of a car guy. I like old Corvettes. Mm, okay. Yeah. Totally. Corvettes are great. Those are nice. Yeah. Anymore. No Corvette past a certain age. I just don't. I don't enjoy it near as much as opposed to some fifties uh, and sixties Corvettes that I think are just perfection in various different ways. Yeah. Like Camaros and stuff. Yeah. Camaros. I like Camaros. Do you really? Mm, I do. I do. Okay. Even the, like the old school, like the 76 one. That's a nice one. 76 Chevrolet Camaro is nice. Okay. As, as it gets older, it becomes a little too flashy. Do you know what I'm saying? So yeah. Yeah. But it was like cheap flashy. Ooh. Yeah. Right. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah, not as great. The old school ones I like. Um, um anyway. okay. Should we move on to the next one? Are there <clears> any <throat> what was it? Uh yeah, dream cars. That yeah, so that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think you can tell that both of us aren't really car guys. <laughs> yeah, Fred. Sorry, Fred. Sorry to let yeah. you down. I mean, I like cars. I'm I'm interested by it, but at the same time, I bought a car because it got good gas mileage and it was the size that I wanted and it had mm-hmm. the options that I wanted, and that's how I chose it. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, yeah. It wasn't jazz for all oh, the latest this. That's not my cup of tea. Um, all right. Let's uh, thank you, Fred. Uh, let's move on to Reagan Lovig. His question is, hi, team. I listen to a variety of podcasts with the top 10 being my number one, of course. Of course. Thank you. And I, and I think you're right. Yes, yeah, right. And I'm wondering what podcasts you guys listen to regularly. What are some of your favorites? Which would be awesome to hear some of your suggestions. Thanks, Reagan Lovig. P.S., I'm really not fussed, but just a heads up that my name is pronounced Regan, not like Reagan. Okay, I just thought I'd clear that. Okay, so Regan Lovig, thank you very much for your question. I apologize if yep. I haven't pronounced your name correctly for so long. Regan Lovig, got it. All right. <sighs> All right, Matt, uh, you're, uh, what are your podcast suggestions for Mr. Regan Lovig? Lovig. Um, well, my first question is, do people in your country also pronounce it Megan? Because how dare you tell an American how to pronounce things? Uh, no problem, Regan. Sorry, we've been getting it wrong for so long. It is a fair point. Uh, people mispronounce my last name my whole life. I, I don't really care. Uh, Canost? Do they say Canost? Canost, yeah. Yeah. Canost is the most common. And be like, do I look like some filthy Dutch person? How dare you? <laughs> I am. My whiteness is German and English and Scottish. Thank you. <laughs> Not some Dutch hard K in. What are you talking about? It's silent, baby. Silent. We goose stepped that 
<laughs> K down. Um, it's going to be the title of my second album, actually. I like it. Thank you. <laughs> I thought biography, but all right, I'll take album. <laughs> um, nope, album. Dude, I've been working on tunes all quarantine. Yeah, nice, nice. I got beats like you wouldn't believe. Beats. I respect. Um, oh, is that how Regan pronounces it? <laughs> I think Regan pronounces it Beats. Yeah, it's classier. I will give Regan that. It is classier. Um, <laughs> other podcast. Uh, I mean, it's a bunch of basketball podcasts. Yeah. And then uh, history podcasts, which I've brought up in the past. Those are my primaries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't, you know, now sitting at home, I don't listen to as many podcasts over the past year. Mm. Uh, it's ironic. Like being on the move makes you listen to podcasts. But sitting more so home, than I do, uh, yes, right. But sitting at home, not necessarily a podcast, is what you turn to. But some people do. Clearly, a lot of our fans do to listen yes. to us every week. So I pre- we appreciate that for sure. Um, and yeah, and I still listen to podcasts. But before I was because mm-hmm. I was in the car so much, uh, just driving around LA. There are certain points where you're like, all right, I know it's going to take me 45 there and probably an hour back, right? And then I still have you know, so there's two and a half hours. And if it goes really bad, then it's an hour and a half there and two hours back. Yeah. Yeah. You listen to a lot of fucking podcasts. At least I did. Yeah, for sure. Um, so it's died down. Do you have anything specific? Um, mine is, you know, um, uh, I don't even say it by name, but I'll chime in. I'm, I obviously still listen to the Bill, Bill Simmons podcast on occasion. Mm-hmm. The Low Post is great. Zach Lowe's mm-hmm. podcast is fantastic. We talk basketball. I do enjoy Mark Maron's podcast, WTF. If you haven't listened to WTF, they just had Eddie Murphy on there. It was a damn good episode. Um, very interesting episode for sure, to say the least. Um, uh, what else have I got on here? Because I've got uh, some – got to bring it up on my app here, on my computer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Football uh, Weekly. I listen to the Guardian podcast about, uh, the, um, about the Premier League every weekend. Um, okay. Also listen to Pod Save America. Sure. Um, and what else do I listen to here? Yeah, those are the ones. I think those are the All main right, ones for me that I listen to. We're just going to read down our Apple app now. I it's mean, fine. I, I can play was that asking, game. He was asking for specific ones. So, Oh, and uh, Dan Carlin's Hardcore History, which I think either you or Steve Morris got me into. Uh, and I know I intense. mentioned it, but you said Steve made you listen to one because you guys are doing 300. Right, right. That's right. That's right. But yeah. not that many. I mean, honestly, it's less than 10. And three of them are my own, which is the Cinephiles and Outlaw Nation. Yeah. So, you know, and ours. And Geek yeah, Hardcore Games. History. I'm currently listening to Downfall of the Republic for the Ooh, second time. Nice. nice. It's six parts. Um, but that's more like an audio book than a podcast, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. Because um, the final chapter is five hours, and or the final episode is five hours and 20 minutes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the others previous five have not been, the, but they'll, they've all been a couple hours. Yeah. So we're at like 14 hours by the end of this 16 hours into the story. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I just don't listen to near as much as I was doing, uh, a year ago today. Yeah. Yeah. So, when I was, when I was at Collider, I, in the morning I would drive in because it's a 35 minute drive from where I was living. So mm-hmm. I could listen to the daily which is the New York Times daily uh, one, or I could listen to ABC News uh, morning one, which is what you need to know. And that's half an hour. And it's like getting you updated 
on all the news stories going on at in the morning. So it's like getting you updated to get, get you start your day. And then throughout the day, obviously, I'd you know, read stuff and whatever while I was working. But yeah, I like to be very informed. I'm very addicted to being informed about the world. Uh, but yeah. I know when I'm in my car lately, I just listen to uh, talk radio. Mm. But the news talk radio. Yeah. 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 Like my dad used to do. And oh, I trust so strange. Trust me. Trust me, dude. The, the, the progression towards my father is so fucking unsettling. And the mm. fact that it's happening ah. organically, you're just like, God damn it. How is this happening? I, I made my peace with it a long time ago. So <laughs> you realize that certain things are just beyond your control. Yeah, there's nothing you could do. I, yeah. I like I, I'm I'm wearing contacts again for the first time in years, and uh, they, they were like, "Well, you get a free pair of sunglasses if you buy a year's worth of contacts." I go and look at everything, and I pick out a pair with with Lindley, and she's like, "That's the one." I'm like, "These are the aviator glasses my father used to wear. These are the fucking same glasses my dad wore in his fifties." And I was just like, "God damn it!" Like, it's just insane how it's happening step by step by step, you know. So it's it's just so funny, man. It's not yeah. even happening on purpose. It's, I mean, uh, uh, like I'm choosing for it. It's just happening that way. So, but could be worse, man. Could be worse. Um, yeah, it could. Anyway. Be. Trust me, I'm I'm very content with the the hand that I got dealt in life. Yeah, yeah, same. Uh, eventually, yeah. yes, same. Very much so. Um, uh, all, right, all right, brother. Let's get to our next one. And thank you to who was that? Ray Regan. Regan. Yeah. How dare you almost get that wrong? I know. I apologize. Um, say hi to your sister Megan for us. All right. <laughs> this one comes from uh, Tim Williams. It says, hi, John and Matt. Hope you were doing good. Fellas, I've always been curious about when, where, and how you guys met. Your friendship overall, is it purely professional or do you ever hang out together? And origin story, the top 10 show. I've pieced together uh, some of these things over the many years listening. Thanks again and stay safe. Timothy R. Williams. There you um, go. Acting as though we left it just breadcrumbs and you've got to figure out this lost like puzzle <laughs> all on your own. Sorry, uh, Christian introduced us. Yes. Christian and Alice both. Uh, yeah. We met up for uh, coffee. Yep. And uh, Christian had uh, a half baked idea for a show. Yes. <laughs> it was half baked. It was still though. There was something. Look, we doing it all these years later you never miss a chance <laughs> boom well, it's a, that's the god's honest truth but i still give him the preponderance of credit of coming to us and be like that's a show idea trust me oh i agree i agree he uh and it's, he was right i am not yeah. what he originally pitched i think it should be like this and then we discussed and we're like i think we should tweak it to this and it's proven oh, yeah. I, I believe we're correct i think you're absolutely right he had the skeleton of a show he did we had we had to fill in the organs uh, the the flesh, the skin yeah. of the show. His was basically countdown a top ten list of movies depending on a topic, which is a no brainer. But yeah. at the same time, there was a complete lack in the marketplace for that. It's a great idea on his part. Sure, uh, sure. Yeah, Let's no way sure. am I slagging off. It's just when he pitched it, I yeah. know I instantly went. I was like, how is that engaging for an audience, mm. and how does that sustain? Um. But after us discussing for two seconds, we both were like, shouldn't it be like this? It just seemed like a no-brainer. Yeah. We kind of had the us, same you know, instinct. Yeah. yeah. He, he, he allied and we fucking ooped it. That's all it was. <laughs> that was teamwork. Uh, uh, well, the, 
To be fair, I think he just threw the ball on the court. Then I alleyed and and you ooped it or or vice versa. But like, I think it was like a weird NBA jam. We both did it together. (laughs) Somehow two person reverse stuff from like a half court lob from Christian. And it was awesome. It was like Blake Griffin and DeAndre going up (laughs) together at the height of Lob City. Just these two massive Uh, men. Boom. Each one of us with one hand on the ball, just jamming it through. Yep. Um, yeah, cupping with one hand, and then we both go to reverse <laughs> with two hands. So we're both two-handed hanging on the rim, and I think that's exactly what it was. And to be fair, I mean, Matt was the one who had had the show pitched to him first because they had kicked around other possible hosts, and then yeah. it kind of fell uh, in a way towards me because of scheduling issues or chemistry issues or whatever. It was all chemistry. Uh, it was all okay. fucking chemistry. Okay. Chemistry. And, uh, um, eventually, and then we just kind of met a couple times outside of Christian and Mark, mm-hmm. uh, to see if we had any kind of chemistry or any kind of connection. And from there we started building, uh, the yeah. show out and it organically built out. Like we, we never, we didn't purposely set out to be like, don't tell them the topics. It just kind of worked that way. And then we just made that as, 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 yeah, as, it seemed more fun. Yeah. Yeah. That you guys would have to guess or wonder. So it would be a nice surprise. Oh, they're talking about this. So that's what we wanted. Whereas yeah. other people still clamor for us to give them the topics ahead of time so they can prepare their own lists. But we always think it's kind of fun to surprise people and have them kind of scramble and figure it out and whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. And, and the, we, I think intuitively we both knew that if you got a story that is germane to the conversation or it's not, yeah. tell it. Because right. ultimately they're they're tuning in to, to like sit and shoot the shit with us. Yep. Yep. So it just kind of gives more background as to who you are. So it's like, oh, this one this happened to me and it's identifiable. Or you can just laugh at the misfortune of others. Be a mm-hmm. sadistic fuck. That's fine. <laughs> I do it myself. We all do. Um Yeah. But yeah, I think, you know, just what seemed for the most part natural, the show's overall progression and like the punting wasn't a discussion that just like, hey, what about we kind of workshopped it on the show to some degree. Yeah. Um, And it's been a fluid dynamic and how we get to the end of the list now is like it's pretty we've established rules over the years. Yeah. Uh, to have. reduce the number of times John's incorrect opinion has undue <laughs> influence on the list. That's or Matt, you know, rigging the rules. list to learn to lean a certain way. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know. I just I want to know what, like, what the the tax situation is for these people in Outlaw Nation that they keep flipping the coin on the main show on top ten because I'm losing. So is there an incentive or something? Uh, Some sort well, of tax break? Do you give? Dual citizenship. I'm well, not entirely sure what they're getting out of this equation. Considering I lost 80% of our coin flips before not, this started happening. Somebody you know. ran the numbers and it somebody was a friend. Somebody who's a big fan of Matt notes did the random numbers. Statistically, it's neither of us can prove who that individual is a bigger fan of. We have no idea. I got some idea. I feel like I have some idea. I think you concocted an idea. How and dare you just ran with that narrative. I'm an analyst. This is what I do. This yeah, sure, it. sure. It feels like you're running in 24. <laughs> That's what it feels like. I fucking wish. Um. <clears throat> anyway, yeah, and no, but I mean, like now, of course, we don't hang out because uh, Matt's in uh, LA and I'm in San Diego in the past, but it's always been just we just meet up and do it, you know. And both of us have very busy yeah. lives, and Matt's got his set of friends, I got my set of friends, and so you know, we we are definitely friends, and we certainly hang out and do the show. We wouldn't do it this long. 
if we weren't sure. at, at some level friends, but we just don't need to hang out all the time. And I think it keeps the show fresh because we we're telling stories that maybe the other per, that the other person hasn't heard. And so if maybe if we had told these stories or hung out all the time, we wouldn't yeah. get to tell the same stories on the show and get the authentic, uh, organic, natural reaction to the story being told. So it works out. Yes, yeah. I agree with that 100 percent. And plus, you know, as you get older, you just make fewer and fewer like friends that you spend time with. So true. I haven't made one friend since I moved down here, bro. Yeah, because I, just, I don't need to. I'm good on some level. And it's like, I, you know, yeah, I go have lunch with them every once and again and dinner with this other person, but it's like a, it's a, it's a set pool of people that we all, yeah, I don't know, just the way it worked out. I only see my friends virtually now doing the geek buddies, doing cinephiles and doing this with you. Like this is, this is pretty much it. Or the occasional zoom call with all my friends, which is like once every few weeks, that's pretty much it, you know, and, and yeah, that's okay. That. With, that's okay with me. I'm okay with that. You know, I'm, I'm, I've got my life. I got my girl. We're settled. We're fine. Yeah. I, I text with people. That's the easiest way to definitely, definitely yeah. texting, but I don't yeah, even, I've got like, a few group I'm, threads and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I don't know my neighbors. They probably think I'm the biggest asshole, but I'm just like, I, I'm not, they're all young. They're in their twenties and thirties and they want to be friends and hang out in each other's garages and watch shit. And I totally respect that. I did too. When I was in my twenties and thirties, but at my age now, man, I just want to fucking chill out, watch what I want to watch, listen to what I want to listen to, hang out with my, my lady who I never get bored of. And that's what I do or sit out in the backyard and fucking read. Like that's my life. And it's a good fucking life now. You know, I yeah. had my time doing all the social shit. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I've run around enough. Yeah, exactly. Um, a certain point. It's as World Wide West says, you can't chase the night. <laughs> and there's a certain point where you got to hang it up. You're like, yeah, yeah. really do. Yeah, because anybody at our age that's still chasing the night is a fucking mess. Yeah, you're working something out real. Yeah, real even if they've had some sort of fight, because I know people that have you know financial career success. Yeah, but sure. They're running themselves ragged, and you're like, you're going to be done in five years. Yeah. Yeah. Like not dead, but just you're going to melt down and you're going to flame out. Uh, you need to stop or exactly. throttle this back a decent amount. Yeah, exactly. Uh, All but, right. Well, thank you, Tim. Appreciate the question. Let's do uh, well, we got 10 minutes left. So let's do another one. See what we got. Uh, all right. This one's yours. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. This is from Dominic Greaves. Ooh, it's a long one. Hello, John and Matt. I hope this email finds you well. Congratulations on a successful run with the Golden Ticket. Thank you for using the questions I sent you. To hear them being used throughout the competition was very rewarding. Uh, uh, that was Dominic trying to get 10% from us. Is it, it going to work, Dominic? I, I recently rewatched Temple Dr. of Doom. Dr. Regan, you know? We got to settle our hash <laughs> there first Regan. before we move on to old Dom here. I recently rewatched uh, Temple of Doom. Oh, my God, why? A number of years since my last viewing. As a 43-year-old this time around, I had a few good chuckles to myself wondering such things as, in the world of the film, who designed that mind track? What were the other designs like this if this was elected the most efficient, effective, and fit for the purpose? Did they get much work after this? I know it's a film where people fall out of a plane in a, ding in a dinghy and survive, but I think there is definite mileage in the Disney Plus series where we follow, say, the Temple of Doom's health and safety officer, pondering whether he's made the right career move. Oh, that's funny. This enjoyable viewing was the first time I hear the UK had seen the version of the film that you will no doubt be familiar with as back in 1984. The UK censors actively engaged with Spielberg to cut the film to make it suitable for our PG rating. That version then existed on video, TV, DVD, and Blu-ray for us until the early 2010s wow. when the censors finally passed it uncut at 12 
for every subsequent re-release. I thought that I would prefer the uncut sections of the movie, especially the iconic cart removal scene. Comparisons between the original version and the UK 1984 release can be viewed online. Essentially, you didn't see Mola Ram's hand plunge into his victim's chest, and the scene's running time was shortened. However, I don't know if it's familiarity or the old adage of less is more, but I found myself, to my surprise, preferring the presentation of the scene that included the cuts forced on Spielberg. I'm going to assume my opinion will be in the minority camp when it comes to this discussion. My question to you both is... Can you think of any alternate versions of a film or alternate scenes in a film that you prefer where you believe that your opinion would go against the general consensus about it? Take care, Dom Barrow in Furness, England, UK. Um, Matt. <clears throat> There's a lot to digest. <laughs> so it's a great first first off, the track yeah. designer. I, I got two words for you. Child labor. You think they gave <laughs> two shits about that? As soon as you see him, be like, that seems about right. Anybody that's willing to put a six-year-old into a crevasse to dig yeah. out some stone, they don't give a shit about state safety. Safety. Dude's got a bull whip to whip little kids. You think they give two shits about safety? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know. I do like the idea that somebody tried to bring that up and everybody was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like one person that struggled to have a conscience and everybody was like, no, nah, no, nah, that's where that, do we're beyond that. Now. <laughs> yeah. Do you, I think that it needs the heart. Yeah. Do you? Well, especially as a kid, like yeah. I loved that scene. That was one of my favorites in the movie. Just yeah, da, da, yeah, yeah. Da, 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 da. Um, I can see, I, I can understand what he's saying about the subtracting it and allowing your mind to conjure up, you know, what that threat is like. Yeah. Can be yeah. more effective. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I always but, think whatever you experience first <clears throat> is always what you're going to hold on to and be nostalgic about and have a connection to, especially if years later you see a new scene or you see, a different thing. It's different than if you get a director's cut, like a, a like uh, I don't know, a few months later or a year later. Whereas a director's cut, twenty years later or thirty years later, it's rarely going to improve the film. More mm -hmm. scenes are going to enhance it. Um, with the Coppola, like with Apocalypse Now, the original cut is still my favorite cut, and only a couple of extra scenes. Have I ever seen in the director's cut and the subsequent final cut that I would have included in the film? Um, mm -hmm. uh, the French plantation scene, I always think is the wrong scene to put in Apocalypse Now because I don't, we don't need to care about the French. This is a fucking fever dream to have him go to the French plantation. Yeah. So it just stops the rhythm of the movie completely. Um, I like the scene with the women in the helicopter because there's that's real shit that they're having conversations about. These guys are yeah. seeing the progression of their sexual uh, and human frustration at the situation. So that scene always works for me. Um, and then the extra stuff with Robert Duvall's character with the surfboard and all that where he's trying to get the surfboard back. That shit is brilliant because that even adds more nuttiness to the fucking situation that this air cab dude who's so powerful is freaking out because his surfboard's been taken and he is going to find that surfboard and get it back from Lance wherever he is in Vietnam or Cambodia. So 
to me, I think there's a certain level of hilarity to that situation um, overall. Yeah, I'm just, can you think of alternate versions of a film? It just doesn't happen all that often. Mm-hmm. Well, that, is, where you prefer something and the the public doesn't, right? That's a weird thing. Yeah, but I mean, he's got a nice thing where something was taking away and yeah. then for everybody else, like, I can't think of another where a movie was censored here but wasn't censored somewhere else so someone got to see right. an illusion made in the film. Yeah. Um, so I was struggling the whole time that you were talking about Apocalypse Now, mm-hmm. trying to find a movie in my head that fit that uh, criteria and uh, I just couldn't yeah. do it. I was struggling. It was yeah. upsetting. <laughs> uh, don't be upset. Well, upsetting in that I don't know if my mind actively did as well as it could, or because of my old age, my memory is struggling. And, uh, <laughs> I'm not yeah. the fact of it. I mean, in the, in the, in when we grew up, I think, well, really when I grew up and then a little bit after, of course, Matt's a, a little bit younger than me, but like when I grew up a lot younger, okay. no, oh, fine. A lot younger. I mean, uh, <laughs> let me take my shoes off type of younger. You know yeah, what I mean? Please, please do. These digits um, ain't enough. <laughs> we, <laughs> we would grow up with movies um that were cut on tv like the first time i ever watched a lot of these classic movies mm. they were cut up for commercial on tv so to me that was my experience with a lot of films until i was older and videos came out video cassettes vcr vhs's all that stuff but you know i used to watch things with commercials in them yeah, scenes cut, like especially sorry, especially those hardcore seventies films. You know, some of that stuff in those seventies films. You, I saw Serpico when I was like ten years old. You know, but I didn't see some of the more violent aspects of that movie until I was older. So I have nostalgia for those cut versions of those films. But yeah, I, I think I have nostalgia them. for them, like in the the overdubs that you would get. <laughs> oh, you remember that? Yes. They used to do that. Oh, I forgot that that was the, the Scarface overdub. is the best one. Watch the overdub Scarface where they put frickin' or filthin' uh, over every F-bomb in that movie. It is ridiculous that they even tried to do that. Um, one one story sparked to mind. Do you remember the um, Tom Petty song, uh, You Don't Know How It Feels? Yeah. You don't know how it feels, but it gets to that one point. Smoke another joint. Yeah. Uh, I was skiing in high school. And uh, so it's like the Midwest. It's not really skiing. You know what I mean? There's a hill and (laughs) there's like three chair lifts and they're all bunny hills type of bullshit. But like, this is the black diamond. Uh, (laughs) So it was us and we were all in high school and there's another group of high school kids behind us. And they started singing that song, but they were singing the radio edit. Yeah. So when I got the joint, it was Nyoich. So oh, yeah. Then, yeah. It was just then they said another Nyoich. And I was like, have they only heard the radio yeah. edit? Or do they just ironically prefer that one? Right. Uh, but that's one of the case. That's something I thought of in this. I wonder if they prefer now yeah. that radio edited version because that's the one they sang. And yeah. that reminds them of high school. That's some of the shit I have when I listen to rap music on the on Sirius XM when I'm when it comes on like the '90s channel or the 2000s channel or the even the '80s channel, and they do that kind of blank out or put other words in or like uh, nothing but a G thing on on edited '90s Dude. radio is the fucking worst, man. So be honest, 
I think your jam, your most nostalgic jam is probably Informer by Snow. <laughs> Informer, you know, just fucking grooving in the car. Oh, today's a good day. Totally. A licky boom, boom, jam. A licky yeah. boom, boom, down. Somebody's up, somebody's A licky boom, boom, now. Just grooving in that Prius. Oh, yeah, totally. I get, I get the little thing with the Prius, too. I get the little... The, the elevator so it goes up and down like that <laughs> what hydraulics what are you talking about hydraulics in the breeze i mean you know not to be stereotypical but very latino oh yeah very suppose, latino. you suppose, put airbags suppose. in and you just you're popping three wheels in your prius uh <laughs> you're on the west coast for a while how desperate how desperate are you be cool if you're if you're fucking hydraulics dude you got to give that guy respect though made the impossible <laughs> possible <laughs> Well, usually they need to be higher off the ground, a wider wheelbase, so they can properly affect the angles. So you figure that out with a Prius. That's pretty impressive. It's true, because that's a low-riding vehicle, let me tell you. With a narrow wheelbase. I've got stuck on a few curbs when I've parked my car because of that fucking shit. So, yeah, if you're willing to kind of bounce it up and down on a Prius, God love you, man. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if there's anything that I prefer that was edited over what I got where it's against the grain. I don't know. Cause on some level, like mm. director's cut, like this was out of Spielberg's hands and he would yeah. much prefer the, the other and director's right. cut. A lot of times just seems like, hey, you know what? I shot all this extra stuff and I think it's really interesting. Mm. And to me helps flesh out the story, but it's not. Uh, I'm sure there are plenty of examples though of, guys putting out and be like no the sensors made us cut this yeah yeah i mean maybe uh, maybe cinema paradiso if a lot of people prefer that director's cut i think it's horrific i think it destroys the story so if people prefer that director's cut that would be the one that i don't like hmm. um, and maybe a majority of people do but i i don't know i haven't heard if a majority of people like that director's cut. I, it's it's yeah burn every yeah scene. if we want to count director's cuts and i would say kingdom of heaven i think the director's cut is much better uh, right, Watchmen. but is it is that against yeah. the grain? Do people prefer the original cut over the director's cut? I feel like you're in the mi- majority, not the minority. Probably in in Kingdom of Heaven for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Watchmen. I think pretty. I would imagine most people think the director's cut is better. Yeah. So you're right there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Blade Runner. What about you? Is the director's cut better? I'll tell you this. It's the honest truth. I will defend. They're both overrated. I got you. <laughs> I, I got you. I'll defend the original cut. I do occasionally watch the original cut. That's what I grew up on. And it wasn't until later in life that I that they, they once again, you know, 10 years later, that Ridley put out his cut. But I like the original cut still. I like the voiceover as cheesy as it can be sometimes. I still like it. You know, I don't know why he let me live. You know, that kind of stuff that he does. Yeah, I still prefer it every once in a while. So maybe that's the, you know, against the grain opinion. So uh, anyway, all right, we're at 35. We should wrap it up. Any extra things to say? Are we good to go, Matt? No, I think we're good to go. We gave a hell of an effort today. (laughs) Yes, we did. Uh, All right. Thanks, everybody, for sending in your questions. Thank you very much to Dominic Greaves for that one or Dominic Greaves, depending on how uh, you want to say it. Um, I don't want to (laughs) get... 
another schooling on someone's pronunciation. Uh, but we appreciate all the questions we had today from Tim Williams, uh, from Regan Lovig, from Fred Castillo. Thank you so much for sending in your questions. Uh, Matt, what do we have to tell them before we wrap up here? If you'd like to be a part of the show, head over to patreon.com forward slash the top 10. You can follow us on Instagram and uh, YouTube. Both the same. It is the top 10 podcast with the number 10 or uh, top 10 show all spelled out on Twitter at top 10 show. And uh, you can follow me anywhere at Matt Nost. You can follow me at the Roca says on Twitter and on Instagram. And uh, we'll talk to you next time with another brand new episode of topic. Thunder. Ooh.